Welcome to this edition of Rural Perspectives, brought to you by Egg Country Farm Credit Services. I'm Megan Overby for the Red River Farm Network. And joining this week's podcast is Katie Tangen, Market Education Specialist with Egg Country. Katie, thanks so much again, as always, for taking some time to talk. No problem. And as you and I were talking beforehand, Katie, there has certainly been no shortage of news and just busyness. We wrapped up another successful Big Iron Farm show the past week, along with uh, we've seen some market rallies. But I think the big news to touch on first was, you know, Thursday evening, we got news that another coronavirus food assistance program has been released. And so there's a lot to digest, but what are the basic things we need to start off with about CFAP 2.0? You're right. There's going to be a lot um, to digest with that because this program, um, first CFAP did, you know, a decent job of getting to a lot of commodities, but there were some that just didn't fit in the scheme. They've gone to extra effort this time to include almost everything Um, But along that comes with some extra complexity. So I think the first part is that as far as I can see from first glance, it looks like most of the major crops are covered. Um, It's not too bad of a formula when you, once you pick it apart, but at the first glance, it's a little overwhelming. Um, But basically for barley, corn, soybeans, sunflowers, and wheat, what they're going to do is they're going to take your planted area. So um, prevent plant, does not receive a payment under any part of the CFAP, um, but they're going to take your planted area of that crop and your APH, and then they're going to multiply it by two different factors. Um, you know, we can kind of get into how those are, but there's a first one that's going to be a crop marketing percentage, and that's just a given number, and then there's a payment rate, and that's just a given number. When it gets right down to it, corn's going to get about 23 cents a bushel on your APH on your planted area. Beans are going to get 31 cents a bushel times your APH times your planted area. And wheat, regardless of class, is going to get 39 cents uh, a bushel times your APH times your planted area. So it would certainly be some decent checks for uh, a lot of people. Um, you know, there's always going to be things that don't fit completely right. One thing I didn't notice, canola. You know, that wasn't in that. But that comes under a different program, and they're going to give $15 an acre. Does that totally offset, you know, everybody's pain? No, probably not. But it is included this time, um, which previously we've we've struggled to get that one in there. Well, and to uh, a lot focused on the crop side of things, some benefits for livestock producers as well. But, uh, you know, all in all, uh, what other reminders do we have for producers? Uh, I think the big one is, you know, get in to your uh, local office, FSA office, or consult, you know, your your financial advisor, whoever, about this sooner rather than later. Because as I understand, you this is a whole new sign-up process, correct? It is a brand new sign-up. So whether or not you filled anything out for the first CFAP isn't going to matter. You still have to come into FSA. And that brings up a couple good points. Um, so the, the sign-up is going to start on Monday the 21st. It's going to run through December 11th. That also overlaps directly with harvest in a lot of areas around here. So guys are going to have a lot of things going on. Um, I know a lot of people are going to want to 
go in right away on Monday, maybe get it out of the way. I don't know if the offices are going to be quite set up yet. And then with the, um, you know, with the COVID regulations, a lot of our offices aren't quite set up to even have people in there face-to-face just yet. So call ahead and see how they want to do this. But there is an online sign-up for this as well. So we can submit through there. Um, I would, again, not till Monday, but that's one way to kind of ease this along. Uh, but the other part that brings up is when do the checks actually arrive? Do they arrive in this year? Are they going to arrive in the next um, tax year? We can't a- ask for a deferment of FSA payments. And the short answer is we don't know yet. Um, it, there's a lot of things going on at FSA right now. They have uh, yield updates that are also due at the end of this month. They have ARC PLC payments that are going to have to be processed in the month of October. They have WIP Plus going on, which, as I understand it, um, will kind of go back down to the bottom of the list with this new CFAP. But local FSA offices are really overwhelmed, and they have a lot going on, so we don't know exactly how quickly these checks will be able to come out. Uh, we might have more idea about that next week. Well, and I think another component of that, Katie, when we talk a uh, balance sheet, financials, that sort of thing, is the crop marketing aspect of it. Because, you know, this is dealing with, um, you know, crop that was sold or, or crop that we've already received some payment for. But there's been opportunities for farmers lately to maybe sell some of this grain that they're harvesting right off the truck. And so, uh, you know, these rallies are, are giving farmers incentive to do so. What's your take on it? And that's that's going to be an interesting question because if you look at, and we'll take soybeans because they've been the most dramatic lately this week. We went, you know, as high as we've been since going back to 2018. Now, if you would have asked me six months ago, when we get to harvest, our price is going to be, over $10 for beans. I, I certainly wouldn't have believed it, and I don't think most of the other people would have either. Um, on top of that, basis, because of all the export sales we've had, and we've had an incredibly large amount, really tightened up the basis level. So we have some pretty good prices. Um, you know, maybe not over $10 cash yet, but we're getting fairly close in some cases. That does send a big signal to sell, and I'm hoping a lot of people will. What we've seen with other FSA um, payments of late is it tends to increase um, or strengthen farmer hands on the crop because they have cash. Will that happen this time? I don't know. Um, that's a, that's going to be an interesting question because these are such good prices. Um, you're getting the you know this bump on top of it. I would hope that some of these these bushels are going to move, but yeah, that's that's been a question in a lot of merchandisers' minds. Well, even if farmers aren't quite ready to sell, you know, off the combine or or right now, uh, maybe they're going to play some futures games. Maybe they're going to pick a a longer term contract. But regardless, you mentioned basis and basis has been unusually uh, considerably good for this time of year. And, And so, you know, where do we get started in this marketing game? You don't need to sell right away, but should farmers take advantage of the basis levels right now? Um, yeah, it, it's going to depend too on how far out they're offering, but everything now through the end of the year is a pretty strong, um, even into January, it's a pretty strong level. After that, we start to see, uh, usually a switch to South American soybeans. Obviously they're just not even quite planting, but they're getting real close. So we'll start watching that crop right now, though. We're the only major country offering, 
so if someone's going to buy, they're going to come here, and that's going to keep the basis level firm through the end of the year. But one thing I want to point out, too, is that um, futures are inverted in soybeans. They're not uh, inverted in corn, but there's not particularly a lot of reward for holding on, you know, maybe 18 cents, which doesn't um, all the way to July, which doesn't really pay. Uh, so the market is wanting those now. And if we do start to see strengthening hands because of whatever reason, if we get a harvest delay or if it's because of the CFAP, that inverse is probably going to strengthen in the real short term here uh, until the market feels more comfortable those bushels are coming in. Well, Katie, uh, as we talked about to start off the conversation, so much information that's come out this past week, so much to digest. Uh, what's your final thoughts you want to leave with farmers listening? I, I think the final thought is just that, you know, look at the prices we are offering uh, or being offered today compared to what we were thinking maybe even a year ago. And they're they're fairly attractive, especially on the soybeans. And I think it's worth rewarding that market, at least on a portion. Now, you don't have to sell everything, but if you, you're sitting there and you don't have anything sold, um, the market's certainly giving you an indication that they want to do that. Um, and then, you know, past that, let's look at what we can control. You know, we, we can control harvest to an extent. Um, we can control our costs. And those are things we need to focus on. Um, then, you know, just get your CFAP in when you can. We don't all have to be, you know, first through the door. The money will still be there. Um, but I know with, with harvest coming up, it's not something a lot of people are going to want to put off either. Well, very good, Katie. Thanks so much for taking time to talk with us this week. Thank you, Megan. That's the latest edition of Rural Perspectives, made possible by Egg Country Farm Credit Services. You can find out more by visiting eggcountry.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Megan Overby for the Red River Farm Network.